Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren. Today, we're going to be talking about You're Gonna See Me, and that is U apostrophe R-E, gonna, with a double N-A, and the letter C. Uh, Prince abandoning all uh, <laughs> language constraints on this particular track. From One Night Alone, and that is night spelt incorrectly, um, or from MPLS Sound, and that is the words, the letters MPL squashed in front of the word sound. Uh, Prince ha- had no regard for language at this particular point. He just did not care. <laughs> it was either recorded in spring 2001 at Paisley Park and released on the 14th of May 2002 or later re-recorded in 2008 and released on the 24th of March 2009. On the track, both times, it is just Prince by himself. The track is either 5 minutes and 16 or 4 minutes 36 or there was a promo single which was 3 minutes 33. Joining me to talk about the track today is Antu. Hello, Antu. Uh, hey, Darren. In terms of the genre... I'm going to say uh, that this is a ballad. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, you know, the main difference that we have between the One Night Alone version and the MPLS Sound version is that even though the MPLS Sound version was recorded seven years later, it sounds like it was recorded ten years before the other one <laughs> because Prince was releasing those. He had MPLS Sound and Lotus Flower that he released on the same day. And obviously the main thing about the main selling point of Lotus Flower, first of all, was the fact that Prince used the number three in the word flower for some reason. <laughs> and second of all was that MPLS sound was a deliberate attempt to sound like Prince was in the eighties again. So you have Lynn drum machines, you have a lot of, uh, you know, synthesizers from that time that Prince kind of got back out the vault and started using. So it's deliberately recorded to sound like it's from the eighties, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, a lot of Prince fans, they, they preferred MPLS sound over, Lotus Flower probably for that reason because you know they enjoyed the the kind of the sound of Prince in the 80s uh, which is weird because like that was 10 years ago and that was Prince being nostalgic for something from 20 years <laughs> earlier and now here we are like you know 40 years from the 80s so there's all this kind of weird time traveling going on but <laughs> in terms of in terms of One Night Alone it's it fits with the rest of the album in that it's just Prince and a piano and you know there's a little bit of the lyrics so there's not a huge amount of change but there's just a few in the in the kind of you know in the uh impulous sound version the the kind of the emphasis on the chorus is slightly different to the one night alone version and you know it's unusual that this actually has a chorus because we're at a point in prince's career where he seemed to have abandoned choruses altogether um, you know, it's it's only like I don't know why, but most of the songs on One Night Alone kind of in the same similar vein to, you know, Rave and uh, and some stuff from the Vault Old Friends for Sale. They don't seem to have standard choruses. They just seem to have the title line, and that's pretty much it. My favorite thing about this is obviously the fact that Prince re-recorded it so it sounded like it was done in the eighties means that the the kind of chorus couplet of uh, "Give me a page on my two way." <laughs> I'll hit you back with no delay. <laughs> Makes more sense as a song in the eighties than it did as a piano ballad in the year two thousand two. If we're like so, comparing versions, I was like, I heard the MPL sound version first. I was like, okay, this is like a pretty great song, and then, then finding out later that it it was something he recorded earlier and. I'm shocked. It may it just makes like that anachronistic choice more glaring. I'm like, why didn't you like take the word page out <laughs> when you recorded this like decades late a decade later or so? I will say this though, in the year um two thousand two, um I don't think I still had a pager. I know that I had a mobile <laughs> phone from nineteen ninety nine onwards. But previous to that I'd had a pager that was given to me by a friend because their parents had bought it for them when they went to university. Uh-huh. 
and because that that was a like you know that was that was how you could get people quickly so uh, I had a pager, but I basically never used it as anything other than uh, like a watch. Maybe so I would use. Were it you to... waiting for Prince to contact you? <laughs> you like, <laughs> yeah. just like you. Uh, yeah, I was hoping that he would, so I could hit him with my uh, on my, you know, on his two way. I mean, um, yeah. So, but and it's worth saying as well that even though people seem to think that pagers are kind of some kind of technology that has fallen by the wayside, even even today, pagers are mostly used um, in hospitals. Because they don't interfere with most of the equipment in a hospital. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get hold of doctors, it's quicker to page them than, than call them because their pages will always be on. So, Whereas, you know, but generally they'll have to turn their phones off. So was Prince secretly a practicing doctor? Who knows? Yeah, possibly. Or, you know, I, I don't know. There's a, there's a film um, that was released, I think, in the early 2000s called Me Without You, and it stars uh, Anna Friel and Michelle Williams, not the one of Destiny's Child. Mm -hmm. And it's about this. It's set in to start off with. It's set in the 70s, and then it kind of continues into the 80s. It like covers a period of you know like six seven years. And what's funny is you see this one family have moved into this house, and it has you know all mod cons. You know, it has a television that's built into the wall and all this kind of yep. stuff. And by the time you get into the 80s, those like kind of modern conveniences seem completely out of date and clunky. And that always makes me think of Paisley Park, where it was built in the 80s. So I'm almost certain Prince had all the latest technology <laughs> for 1987. But by the time you get to 2002, some of that technology is probably a little dated. So I can imagine that Prince would have had his staff on pages in 2002 <laughs> because mobile phones weren't like freely available at that point like I mean, you know i know a lot of people who had them but they were still fairly expensive you know even if you watch uh, if you watch the wire it isn't until like the third season that like burner phones become like a thing and that's not until like 2004 <laughs> wait, wait, or five. wait a second like i'm i may be wrong but like they definitely use burner phones in like the first season don't they i thought that was like a huge no i need to, i definitely need to rewatch the wire they had mobile phones yeah they didn't use burners. Okay. They didn't use burners until season three, which was like 2004, 2005. So I, I could the like, idea I'm, of the, I could imagine Prince like splurging for like staff mobile phones. I'm, I'm curious now. I don't think so. He was he was a frugal man. <laughs> um, I can imagine him keeping his staff on pages that they'd had since the mid 80s. <laughs> Um, you know, so to me, it makes sense that Prince is slightly behind the times here because, you know, I don't I, I, I mean, obviously, a few years after this, he would tell everyone the Internet is evil and no one should be using the Internet. So, you know, he was he was known for his slightly <laughs> kind of backwards pronouncements on technology. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, the, the, the kind of the difference, like I said, in the lyrics is not it's not huge. Um, and I think in terms of like the grading later on, I think it's just going to be a matter of taste in terms of how much, you know, you prefer just hearing Prince sitting at a piano yeah. or Prince with, you know, swaths of synthesizer and lots of kind of like, you know, Lindrum machines mm -hmm. and 808s, you know, like there's, there's a certain sound that Prince deliberately went for with the MPLS sound. Uh, as described in the title of the album, it was the Minneapolis sound that Prince was trying to recreate. Um, so I guess... Ten years on, it kind of seems a bit more timeless. Um, but I do distinctly remember when the album came out, a lot of reviews were like, what is Prince trying to do? Relive his glory days? Um, and, uh, you know, I think that was kind of a little bit of what he was doing. But also, the fact that he picked this song, which, you know, I, as a piano ballad, I think it really works. But also, he managed to kind of make it fit into, yep. you know, the, the kind of style of an 80s ballad as well. I, I, I do think, like, the, the difference is, 
pretty large to me. Like, uh, he's a lot more, like, he's a bit more playful on the piano. Like, he's really uh, adding all these extra flourishes and a little bit of sort of extra harmony in some of the chord changes I can sort of hear. Like, where yeah. the sort of, like, studio, the studio version, like, sounds a lot more, like, like, yes, very synthy and a bit minimal in, in a way. But, like, also you can sort of hear where he's, like, taking influences and sort of alluded to it in the actual recording. I think it's interesting as well because, you know, the, ver the version that he's singing in 2002, he's married. Mm -hmm. The version he's singing in 2008, he's divorced twice. <laughs> so, like, there's a different mindset. And so, you know, when he says, I'm, I, I know that I'm not going to, you know... Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to sleep tonight because you're not by my side and that ain't right. Uh, I thought we'd be. Uh, I thought that we bought this bed for two, uh, but what? What good is it if I'm not with you? Like that sentiment in 2002, where he's essentially saying he's, you know, he's waiting for his wife to return mm -hmm. home or something. That's a different sentiment from from, you know, 2008, where he's basically saying that you know there's no one else in his bed. Yep. Like it just feels like it has a slightly different tone to it. Um, you know, and then we get the the wonderful give me a give me give me a page <laughs> on my two way. I'll hit you back with no delay. Uh, when you hear all I've got to say, you're gonna see me. Um, you know, <laughs> now like I I mean I don't know like I mean I'm I'm not a fan of Prince mangling the English language to <laughs> to kind of come up with this title where he's he's using the, I'm I'm not a fan of that U apostrophe RE yeah. like I, it's nice that prince is using the correct version of your you are, yeah, yeah but it's just turned into er uh, which just reminds me of Midjur the uh, the singer of Ultravox and co-writer of Do They Know It's Christmas <laughs> and I'd rather not think of Midjur um but uh, yeah you know whether in person or on the phone I've got to get you all alone and when I do baby it's own because he he makes he makes he makes the on yeah. kind of rhyme with alone <laughs> goes, and phone. Oh. Yeah, uh, you're gonna see me. You're gonna see me. <laughs> Which is kind of of like he's kind of bending the rhyme a bit, so he's kind of doing. Uh, actually, no, he isn't. For, uh, phone rhymes with alone, but yeah, on. Oh. Yeah, but he he's still That's... going for that third rhyme because he does that with the yeah. two way delay. Say, so he's yeah. doing the same thing, oh, yeah. and then you know rhyming. You're gonna see me with you're gonna see me. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think this kind of the idea of like, as soon as, as soon as I get you alone, this is it, you know, there's yeah. no controlling ourselves. Um, yeah. you know, I, it's, well, it, it's not a new topic for Prince. Like he, he pretty much says that in like hundreds of songs by this point where it's like, as soon as you are with it, with, with, you know, with Prince and no one else, you, you will not be able to control yourself. Yeah. And I, I do also like the aspect of like, yes, whether in person or on the phone, as in like. As in, that's like just getting this person's attention is enough to like turn them to, to his like yeah hey you're going to see me <laughs> yeah and as well uh, what I like as well is the fact that he he has this give me a page on my two way and then he says whether in person or on the phone so the implication is once once the page has been received <laughs> the person is now calling Prince on the phone or they're coming to see him like that's how powerful the page is. Um, you know, like once they see it says on the page of Prince, that's it. You know, yeah. they've got to either make a phone call or show up to Paisley Park. Um, I do like the idea of like this conversation that we're having is turned into like an episode of The Wire of them, like all the cops trying to work out how to communicate with Prince <laughs> and the code. 
what to page to him, how to get back to him, and so forth. Yeah, Mr. Presbalusi will be the only one who can break that code, um, fortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I mean, yeah, I, like this, this kind of this idea of Prince, you know, calling for someone's attention and them coming to see him. It, again, it's not a new idea. This far into Prince's career, he's had plenty of songs where, you know, he said that. But what I do like is we get this. Um, you know, like we, we kind of get the, the, the kind of, uh, there's like a, the middle eight, which is, um, there's never a minute that I find that you don't cross my mind. If you could just hold me tight, you'd see there's nothing harder for you than me. So <laughs> remember Prince is now a Jehovah's witness. So he's, he's got to be a bit more subtle when it comes to his sexual references. So, um, but you know, there's nothing harder for you than me is pretty dirty. Well, I, it's like it's. <laughs> It's not profane. It's really dirty, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's just like. <laughs> I don't know. I guess you. I guess he could be talking about the difficulty of getting to him. I don't know. You know. Um, but yeah, and then we get we get the chorus again. But then we get my favorite thing in this entire song, which is um, Prince making an allusion to "It's a Wonderful Life," um, where he says at the start of the, the the final verse, "You're the reason I took a rope and lassoed the moon," and that, of course, is a reference to the fact that in uh, "It's a Wonderful Life." Uh, George Bailey says to uh, Mary that he's going to take a lasso and and throw it around the moon, and he's going to lasso the moon for her. And this later turns into like a little um, like a little cross stitch where it has this image of um, mm-hmm. you know James Stewart with a lasso going around like a smiling moon, um, and you know it bec- it becomes like a, a big part of like their relationship. So I think it's interesting that Prince has thrown a nice little oblique. It's a wonderful life reference in there. Um, which it, which is c- kind of funny because like obviously there's nothing harder <laughs> than me for you or whatever which is filthy and then like throwing it like cleaning it off a bit with like it's a Jimmy Stewart reference. Yeah, and uh, I mean you know in that film Jimmy Stewart does you know leave a naked teenager in a bush um, okay. because his father dies. So after he's committed criminal damage by throwing a rock through a window. <laughs> Okay. So he's just—I mean—he's a criminal. He's a criminal and a sex pervert. You know, that's that's all that can be said about uh, you know. I, I should say I have yet to see *It's a Wonderful Life*. Oh well, and like I—you should definitely. So you're see kind it. of giving me this idea of it. Like obviously, I know <laughs> like there's Clarence, and like he goes to a world where he was never born, but that's it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the basic premise, yeah. There's also a, if anyone is re-watching It's a Wonderful Life this Christmas, as I'm sure I will do, because I've seen it at the cinema about four times now, because um, they keep mm-hmm. bringing it back out around Christmas time. Uh, there's a point where they have a, uh, they have like a dance competition, and it's on a dance floor that is over a pool. And, uh, you know, the joke is that the pool opens up, so that the, 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 George is dancing on the very edge of this little thing, and he, he keeps almost yeah. falling in. Um, but when he does fall in, uh, watch out for Jimmy Stewart's wig coming off his head, uh, <laughs> because as he lands in the pool, his wig is—you can tell—he's very bald on top. Um, okay. You know, so watch out for that the next time you watch *It's a Wonderful Life*. Uh, but yeah, you know, Prince says that you know he—he's he, doing this to prove that when it comes to you, there's nothing that I won't do. I would stare into the sun. I do not. I don't recommend that, Prince. Do not stare into the sun. You are not, you know, the current idiot president of the United States. Do not be staring into the sun. That is not a good thing that, to like, be done. You know, this this is, this line is crazy because like it's him self like volunteering himself to do it. Like 
yeah. this person didn't ask him to stare at into <laughs> the sun. No, like, I'd do it. I was like, yeah. Okay. If you would be mine, it's not so much of a great leap since all others, uh, since to all others, I am blind. So basically, he's saying he'll blind himself so he doesn't look at other women. Uh, which yeah. again, Prince, I do not recommend looking directly at the sun. Um, you're not you too. They're going around staring at the sun. You don't need to be doing that. You're better than them. Um, yeah, and he kind of reiterates the you know the opening lines, which is um, I know that I'm not going to sleep tonight. Now in the in the original version, that's where the song finishes. It finishes with that kind of like. Mm-hmm. But on the you know the MPLS sound version, we get the chorus one more time, and then Prince finishes by singing, "You're going to see me." That's the mm-hmm. that's the kind of main difference is just that kind of repeat of the chorus and the addition of "You're going to see me" at the end. Yep. But yeah, so I mean. Uh, the thing is, as well, it, like uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I really enjoy the sound of the the one night alone stuff. You know, I think it kind of calls back a little bit to the truth, which is you know all just Prince and a guitar. You know, Prince and a piano is a different thing. Prince is not as good on the piano as he is on the guitar, so mm-hmm. it feels a little. It feels like it's just a slight step down in terms of the competency, but you know, he's he's still a good enough piano player that he can kind of. Yeah you know, make these songs come alive. And it's worth saying as well, in, later in his life, Prince, you know, he, he got better at being a pianist, you know. Um, it's it's not like he kind of stayed at roughly this level. Um, and in, in all fairness to Prince, you know, he'd spent most of the previous decade playing stuff on guitar. He hadn't really concentrated that much on the piano. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's nice to kind of hear him try something different. Um, so, you know, I, I'm a fan of this album. You know, I, I enjoy the kind of the sound. And in terms of like the Empire sound, uh, you know, once I get there, I'll get a bit more into it. But I'm I'm not a huge fan of Prince like becoming like using his own back catalogue to kind of become nostalgic, like <laughs> deliberate, like almost saying, "Well, how can I have a huge hit again?" Well, everybody liked it when I did songs on Lind drum mm-hmm. machines, you know, which kind of misses the point of what the '80s, you know, were about. Like that was that was the sound of the '80s. If you're just going to use that as a way to try and call back it just like, ends yes. up sounding a little kind of empty although it's worth saying kind of in the early 2000s there was a little bit of kind of 80s revival thing going on anyway so yep. you know if you think of like artists like larue and stuff like that they, they, they had like an 80s sound so i can understand why prince would be like let's get in on this you know i was around <laughs> back in the 80s i had an 80s sound <laughs> yes i was there i was yeah. there too kids you know I, I could just do this and it'll just be me <laughs> doing what i used to do you know um uh, <laughs> so i mean i i think i'm going to grade these separately because i will say for the the one night alone version i would say four out of five um but for the mpls sound version i would say probably just half a step less but you know three out of five i would say um you know once we get to mpls sound i will air my opinions on that album thoroughly but I like okay. I'm I'm just not I mean I like the thing is I like 80s prints but I'm not a big fan of 2000s prints pretending to be 80s prints. I think I'm going to like come at this from a different direction cuz I heard the MPL sound version first and I didn't know the one night alone version existed and I really I really do like uh you're going to see me the MPL MPL sound version like as a throwback it is like yes it is kind of tugging at my heartstrings hearing that drum sound you know but i i i think it hearing that version first and then hearing the piano version i feel like these two recordings are pretty integral like it's not often you get to hear like a prince song stripped back and to me like the one one night alone version is a demo in a way like him working out the little little arrangements and like little melody lines underneath 
like the chords and I know uh, I definitely prefer the full recording in my mind so I'm gonna give the NPL sound version four four stars and then one night alone three and a half like yeah that you need to listen to both in my mind at least yeah it's worth saying as well that you know you're gonna see me was part of the mpg music club edition 12 which was the final version of uh mpg uh music club uh, along with here on earth and and one night alone um you know so it was available first on the 17th of january 2002 before it was you know finally collected on an album uh, later on yeah and you know prince played it a little bit in 2002 and then the final performance that he did of this song was the uh 21st of january 2016 uh the second show that day that he performed this was like an 11 o'clock start um and it was part of the piano and microphone um you know event at uh, paisley park um so uh, you know it was performed um quite early on in the show uh, interestingly enough, "Case of You" was the final track, and then the uh, uh, the uh, the encore was "Kiss Black Sweat and Free Yourself." Um, so Ooh. yeah, you know that was that's an interesting uh, finish. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, you know, obviously it's a song that that uh, you know that Prince, you know, he returned to that once. I'm guessing because because you know a lot of these kind of piano songs suited his final tour. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, I, I, like. This whole album is, like I say, it's quite interesting because Prince, you know, just kind of made a deliberate choice to be like, this is it, just one instrument and a voice. And I think that worked really well with the truth. Um, I think it works slightly less well with One Night Alone. But, you know, I think a lot of the tracks, like you say, feel more like demos than finished versions. Um, but I think that's kind of the nature of just having, you know, a kind of a very yeah. sparse piano sound with a voice is it just ends up feeling like a demo rather than a finished song. Um, and of course, when he did finish the song, he added an extra chorus and finished off with the title. So, so it's clear that, yeah. you know, the structure of the song is a bit more important in the MPLS sound version. Um, so I feel like we've said about as much as we can about You're Gonna See Me, uh, both versions. Uh, so let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug onto? Uh, yeah, just follow me on Twitter at onto comedy. Uh, that's spelled A-N-H-T-U comedy. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email me, not sure why you would, at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here on too. No problem, Darren. Thanks for having me. And otherwise, you're going to see us. Bye.